MoneyWeb at Midday for all your up-to-date stories. A very warm welcome and let's start with this. The National Minimum Wage Commission has published a new report on the annual review of the wage recommending a CPI plus 3% for 2024. Someone who's had a close look at that study and is at the coalface of the argument is Kasatu's Matthew Parks in Parliament. He joins us now on MoneyWeb at Midday. And Matthew, first of all, I imagine you would support that recommendation. Yes, no, we're quite pleased. The Commission made a call for comments. Closing is 8th of January. We had made a submission as COSATU to the Commission earlier this year after the initial request for public comments. And we had requested CPI plus 3%. They normally take the, the last six weeks before the Minister announces it. So, so basically, they'll take CPI for December, roughly, probably around 5%. And then if you add 3%, that takes you to about 8%. But we think it's important because the minimum wage is a key poverty alleviation tool. It's really aimed at about 6 million poorly paid workers, so this will help protect them from inflation. And often inflation tends to be a little bit harsher for low-income workers because you find food inflation, transport, electricity, the things that consume most of their basket, tends to be a little bit higher than the overall inflation rate. But we welcome it, and um, we think it is going to help to protect low-income earners. I'm just wondering uh, whether it really does cover the basic cost of living, particularly for people and their families in urban areas, you're in Cape Town, I'm speaking to you from Johannesburg, where we know the cost of living is typically higher. I mean, it doesn't, to be honest. and It's not a living wage. You know, those are kind of big distinctions, not a debate around it. But the idea is that this is the floor below which no one should be paid. So it's not a living wage by any long shot. If you earn a minimum wage, you know, you work full month, you probably get about 4,800 rand. I think the most people estimate a living wage to be around 7,500 rand. Even that, that's not really going to carry you. It depends how many people you support. But it has been a positive push upwards. If you remember, you know, when you had the Dodoran's farm workers strike about 10 years ago, mm. workers that time in the farming sector were getting paid as little as six rand an hour. The current minimum wage is about 25 rand, 42 cents an hour. And if the minister does agree to the CPI plus 3%, that should take it to about 27 rand, 50. So that's a significant improvement. But yeah, given the levels of inflation and the cost of living, you're still going to be in deep poverty. Do you still have concerns about implementation, particularly with small and medium enterprises? We do. And there's been research by the University of Cape Town Research, which has been good and bad. Positive part is that it hasn't shown any significant job losses. That is a fear the business had raised when it was coming to effect. So that's the positive part. But we have also seen research showing about 45% of relevant employers not complying. And that obviously be, you know, employers of domestic workers, farm workers, etc. So that's quite concerning. Um, these are largely kind of unorganized sectors of the workforce in South Africa and like any other country in the world. So that is a bit concerning. But look, we never expected full compliance with the law when it came to effect. Um, you never have that with all laws. But the idea is to begin to nurture society in a particular direction and over time to improve compliance. But it does mean that as trade unions, we must do much more to recruit those workers, to also explain to workers what are their rights, how to exercise them. Uh, there's an obligation upon the Department of Labor to have more inspections of workplaces to ensure compliance. And of course, you know, the leadership of business too, um, who also sit in the minimum wage commission, they need to do more as well to conscientize their own members to make sure they are in compliance with the minimum wage. The president signed an amendment to the employment equity this year so that any company which wants to do business with the state also now has to be in compliance with the minimum wage as well. So I'm hoping that will also help shift the needle in a positive way. Mm. Matthew Parks, I'm interested that you use the word nurture in that reply. I'm just wondering if there are issues with compliance, how you change the compliance debate. Do you need to become more punitive? 
Well, there already is a punitive element to it of fines. One can argue that they're not harsh enough, and some employers could just budget for them in the event that they're caught. So we need to have a bit more of a harsh approach. But also, I mean, the most effective way to ensure compliance with any law is actually to incentivize. So that's why we were quite pleased when the Employment Equity Act was amended to now say if you want to attend with the state, you need a compliance certificate that you're in compliance with the Minimum Wage Act, with the Employment Equity Act by the Department of Labor, because that's a powerful way to reward employers who abide by the law, who show good labor practices, and of course to, in effect, penalize those who don't. Because it's difficult. I mean, the Department of Labor can't be in all workplaces. You've got more than a million workplaces, and they have about one and a half thousand inspectors. You can't be everywhere. Only one quarter of workers are unionized. And in these kind of sectors like agriculture, it's it's far less than that. Domestic workers mm-hmm. is very, very low by its nature. So you've got to have a multi-pronged approach, but also means we have to do more as unions to educate workers. I think one of the most difficult things, though, is that if you have an unemployment rate of 41%, Many workers will be aware of their rights, but they'll be too scared of losing their job to exercise their rights. So they'll rather suffer in silence because they know there is very little opportunities out there for people who are unemployed. I want to return to the Department of Labor, if we can, and its efforts to monitor compliance. People that I've spoken to, and you've kind of borne this out with a number of just over a thousand inspectors, say that the work they do is patchy at best. Surely, unless there is an uptick, uh, an improvement in capacity in that respect, uh, this uh, initiative is never really going to fly successfully. Yeah, no, it's patchy at best. And we've also had a lot of complaints from shop stores, too, have complained that when inspectors come to a workplace, they just go straight to the HR manager or the employer. They have coffee behind closed doors. And they don't even talk to workers who are experiencing real difficulties. So that's been a, a concern. But it doesn't mean that you know life is difficult that we simply give up. It just means we've got to do better. We've got to be smarter about it. The Department of Labor set up a call-free hotline where workers could uh, report non-compliant employers. And unfortunately, that fell on its face because the Department of Labor didn't bother to populate it, to resource it, or to popularize it. So there are lots of challenges, but we, we are seeing improvements increasingly. And we had expected a flood of employers applying for exemption um, as they're entitled to under the law. And uh, only about 2,000 actually did so. So, yeah, there was quite a few teething problems in the beginning. Even companies who falsely claimed to have an exemption from the Department of Labor or even fraudulently producing certificates. But it's increasingly decreasing as the law gets increasingly understood and entrenched and so forth. Matthew Parks, if we can just end with one other issue which is not aligned to national minimum wage, uh, Kasatu calling on government to ensure that this uh, soon-to-be-established investigating directorate against corruption be properly funded. What is Kasatu's concern around that, and are you confident that it will be? So, I mean, concern the law is good. Okay, there are issues with it, but, you know, any tool which, you know, helps strengthen the NPA to tackle corruption... Almost welcome. And obviously, we all know, and I think everybody agrees, irrespective of our political party views, that corruption is endemic across society, especially in the state. So, consider that it's a good law in establishing this dedicated unit within the NPA to focus on corruption. That's great. But we see high levels of prosecuting vacancies in the NPA. We all know about that in the courts, it can take you easily two years to get your case heard. And with serious crimes, far longer than that. If you look at the example of the mayor of Etequini, the former mayor, rather. Um, she was charged, has been out of court for some time, but the trial hasn't even begun properly. We've seen the previous issues of um, lack of competency or preparation by the NPA around other high-level corruption cases like Estina, etc. And often those are linked to a lack of sufficient skills within the NPA, etc. At the same time, if you look at the police service, when we held the World Cup in 2010, we had about 208,000 members of the police service. 
Today, it's just over 170,000, yet the population has grown significantly, crime is rising, etc. So it's great to have these laws. We all support them, but if you don't put the resources there, then how do we expect it to be enforced? Um, in the medium-term budget statement in Parliament in November, the budget indicated that the police salary bill, the increase in the wage agreement, would be funded by allowing the police headcount to shrink further. And that, for us, just doesn't make sense. So government is great at you know, passing progressive laws, but when it comes to resourcing it, there are significant challenges. And for us, that's the, the, the disappointing thing. You raise people's hopes, only to dash them later. Matthew Parks from Kasati, thank you very much indeed.